Boom. Hello. That is loud. Just... Let me put these headphones in. Actually, let me grab a bottle of water. It is 8.01. Happy Valentine's Day. I don't have any headphones in right now. But let me grab a bottle of water. And here we are. This is the NBA show. I have been a moron the past last two shows. Can you hear me, Jackson? Yeah, I think you might be a little loud. Huh? I think you might be a little loud. I got you turned down like all the way. Oh, dude, I had the auto just turned off. There we go. Do I sound better now? You leave that off? No, I usually leave it automatic. Or I mean, yeah, you leave that on. Wow. Should I turn it off? I just feel like if I have it off, you said I was just too loud. Yeah, this sounds better. Yeah. yeah oh no, just... you do you. I've never. I've what do you wonder? I have it. I've it turned automatically off just because I. I don't know how it. How really how works. how high do you put it up? I have it usually around ninety to one hundred. Yeah, I I had it still turned on, and it said it was at a hundred. I don't know. Should I turn it off and put it back at ninety? Do you think that's better? Yeah, if it ain't broke, don't fix it. Man. Yeah, okay, fuck it, yeah, because it's just automatically just. Either way, we got some stuff to talk to you boys about today. A lot of Mavericks news, including LaMarcus Aldridge could be coming back to the NBA. Let's go! Justin Holiday. Hope everyone's enjoying their 2012 so far. We're about a month in. What do you February mean? February 14th, 2012, baby. It's going to be what? a good year. You're talking about East Palestine and like all this shit. No, I'm yeah. talking about it's LMA's got a uh, tryout. It's 2012, baby. Oh, I thought oh, you, are you were talking end of world. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> That's what I got from you. I thought you were talking about all these UFO sightings, <laughs> those goddamn commies, the Chinese and their balloons. And like, I thought you were going with a different angle right there. I didn't expect you just... politics to start off this February, <laughs> this Valentine's Day. <laughs> All right, so we'll be talking today about a lot of – there's a lot of stuff going around the Mavericks. I mean, not just, like, the, the news there, but, like, the Kai refit. We got to see Matisse Thybul look like Matisse Thybul. Okay, even a little Cam Reddish block against the glass. Yep. We talked about it yesterday, but then he obviously has a rise, and, and there is more NBA news to talk about. So let's get right into it, and I think we should just talk about Kyrie Irving. Uh, it was I forget who was the report from, but there was a report yesterday that came out basically saying, I think it might have been Darvin Ham. Basically said the problem with the Mavericks now is they're unpredictable. Mm. With Kyrie, you used to have to put so much energy to guard just Luca, yeah, that you didn't have the the opportunity to, you know. Not that you didn't have the opportunity. You had the opportunity just to focus on Luka, knowing that if you shut out Luka, you were going to beat the Mavericks. Now with the Mavericks, if you try to shut down Luka, you're just going to let Kyrie run wild. Yeah, or even worse, they're both going to run wild. I mean, like last night, Luka ends the third quarter, like the last four or five minutes. I mean, he was just – because they were down, what, was it 26 points, I believe, was their max deficit. And Yeah, it wasn't Luka close. Just, Luka's just – you know, Kyrie and Luka are out there, and everything's working, everything's clicking – the, announce, the Mavs announcers are like, let's bring Luke out to start the fourth. He doesn't. Kyrie, the leading scorer in the fourth quarter. I mean, the, the man just 
like everyone says it, but it's one thing to watch it where it's like, okay, Kyrie has nine through three quarters, and then next you you go and you you know cook some dinner or whatever, and you come you come back, he's got thirty three. So it definitely elevates the match to the next level. Yeah, I definitely think so, and I don't think their team is entirely gutted. I do think this is a team that, like, look, Kyrie, he's the best superstar Luca has ever played with. Yeah. Hands down, and what it does, it opens up. The, but the other thing is, is this is a team that when Luca used to come off the floor, regardless of who was on this team, they would be terrible. But now with Kyrie here, Luca can sit and not have to worry about the team completely falling off the edge necessarily. Yeah, I like you know Kyrie. We've talked about playing off ball, and you know my one concern with the Dallas Mavericks, like outside of defense, just Luca concerns before they got Kyrie was you know when these guys aren't touching the ball for five straight possessions, they might not be able to knock down big time shots. And I think with Kyrie, that even though it might not sound logistically correct i mean the ball is moving you know no, the guys no. are running around so Kyrie's a huge asset i mean he he did um as my buddy arjun would say he did fold like a cheap tent on the last possession with the turnover but uh for the moment he had an incredible fourth quarter and you know that's just this is what their second game together so you know what i do find interesting about last night's game was first off minnesota's Shout out Kyle Anderson. But I liked what Jason Kidd said after the game because Josh Green had a stupid foul at the end of the game and he didn't place the blame on him. And, you know, Josh Green's a young guy. There's a lot of guys on this team that need to step up and expectations are big. But I'm not worried about them losing a lot of games because they're going to outscore everybody. But it does get you thinking like, all right, that's fine for now, but, you know, maybe one day that might be an issue is, you know, if things aren't clicking. But I'm not too worried about in the regular season things clicking with this Mavericks offense. Yeah, no, I think it's more my concern if I had one with this team would be playoff time, you know, when they they focus in on Kyrie and Luka and maybe force one of the guys to carry the entire load or force the everybody else the, but those two guys. Now, and let's let's talk about it. So right here, I think the Nets are a team that have definitely risen if we're what? talking – like risen in the power rankings of the NBA. The Brooklyn Nets? Did I say the Brooklyn Nets? I, I said oh, that. yeah, yeah. <laughs> Did I actually say the Brooklyn Nets by accident? <laughs> I'm so used to Kyrie being on the Nets. I mean, the Dallas Mavericks have risen. Holy fuck. Yeah, Dude, big time. That was a brain fart. I said it also so casually, too. <laughs> but so the Dallas Mavericks, I think, do you think they've entered top seven, top ten at least? They're they- definitely around top ten, no doubt. I wouldn't – I think probably by the end of All-Star break, I'll be saying, like, without a doubt, they'll be around seven or eight. But as Chris – Simmons is saying here, like, you know, Anthony Edwards, Darren Fox. I mean, it's not the best defensive team in general, especially the guard position, but hopefully their hustle, you know, is enough. I, I, I mean, they have defensive concerns. We all know that Jason Kidd knows that. And he just says, you know, we're going to outscore everybody. I'm not worried about defense. Jason Kidd's a defensive coach. I mean, first off, when you look at this, the ceiling has been raised and 
one might argue the floor might be lava because this wild swing might last two months, might last four years. But the, the, the pairing of these two players is bold because it improves them in the short term and can lead to a championship. But what we need to see is that on-court chemistry be built and have you know Luca really trust Kyrie and the rest of the team. And it's really just establishing trust and chemistry. And if Kyrie stays on the court, there's enough time for them to build and they could fight the Sacramento Kings and the rest of the teams for the three seed. But what's big for me is like the other night when they lost with Kyrie, Kyrie was playing, having a hotter night than Luca, but Luca ended up taking the last shot. I think they need to like start to realize in games where maybe Kyrie has a hotter hand than Luca. Kyrie takes the final shot. It's not always Luca taking the final shot. Yeah. It's kind of looked like what was about to happen last night before he turned it over. I mean, Luca, Especially when you're coming back down from 26, guys need to make shots. Luca, no, not the best three-point shooter. He made some big-time shots, especially in the fourth quarter. But it was, it was Kyrie time, no doubt. There's Does still that make sense? Luka. What I said though, like he's your closer. Yeah, like Kyrie's you got, closer. but they're both closers. But you have not every night they're both closers. Some nights I feel like Luca should be the closer. Whoever has the hot hand, they just need to learn. You know, like how. LeBron used to have to delegate if he was going to pass it to Kyrie for like the buzzer beaters. Yeah, who's I mean, who's yeah, who's taking that last shot? Yeah, it doesn't always have to be Luca. Like LeBron no, does not. That he doesn't because, always. And we've seen that. I mean, a lot of the time before Kyrie got there, he, he, just double team. And I've seen him pass up game winners a lot of times, and it comes down to those guys making it. I think Chris brings up the bigger issue, which. Anytime Rudy Gobert was out there on the on the floor, they're just giving just give him the ball. Just give him the ball. And that's without cat. So but just give him the ball. Now, Chris Simmons brings up a good point. Do you think they'll have problems against guards like big time? Well, like it depends. Clay Thompson? It depends. So here, let's let's uh <laughs> let's pivot right here. And we're gonna we're continuing to talk maps. And I'm not gonna sit here and say if they were to bring in LaMarcus Aldridge, that would save the day. I'm not I'm not saying that. Yeah, I think that would be a horrible decision. I don't think it <laughs> I, I mean I it depends on what they expect from Lamar, Lamarcus Aldridge at this point in his career. They don't but, scoring though. I know, I know. Is I think Lamarcus Aldridge would be like the perfect Christian Wood backup. Christian Wood and Lamarcus Aldridge give you the same thing right now. Maybe Lamarcus Aldridge might be a little Christian, bit better under defense. Christian Wood himself's a backup. <laughs> I get it. They're last in rebounding, so I I know Lamarcus. With they his brought size, can give me they brought rebounding. in Justin Holiday, which we'll talk about in a second. He's thirty-seven. And the guy on the screen is thirty-seven. I no, no, no. I know, I know. But the assumption is, is when they play guys like an Anthony Edwards, like a like a De'Aaron Fox, your thought process is they would go big. Luca, Kyrie, probably like Reggie Bullock, and. Maxi Kleba when he's healthy, Josh Green, and I guess Dwight Powell's or JaVale McGee's their best defensive center. I think that's their best defensive lineup because Maxi Kleba and Josh Green are, and Reggie Bullock are their three best defenders. And then you have yeah. Kyrie and Luka. I mean, that's what you got to do. Maxi Kleba center, Reggie Bullock power forward, Josh Green small forward, shooting guard and point, Luka and Kyrie, you know. That's like I, that. I, yeah, I mean, I think they're gonna go small like they did last. Night. Like Travail's averaging eight minutes this year. It was that was such a bad signing. In two minutes last night, and Minnesota's a big team without one of their biggest guys. 
So I think they're going to counter it by going small and force teams to try and play small against them. But I mean, Dallas, will, I think they'll have a playoff run. It just yeah. matters. It just comes down to how far. And, you know, at the end of the day for Dallas, it looks the assumption is Kyrie's going to, they're going to give him a max to Hondo Millie. So it's not make or break this year. The, the bottom line was they needed to make a move soon to keep Luca happy. And you know, hopefully this was the move as far as on paper goes. This was definitely a great paper move. So, okay. They're working out LaMarcus Aldridge. He's from Dallas. He went to the University of Texas, Austin. And LaMarcus Aldridge's stats last year, you know, for a guy who's playing 20 minutes, we know that if he goes to the Mavs, he's playing like 12 minutes a night. He's taking JaVale McGee's minutes. He's going to be a floor spacing big who can provide a little bit of passing, maybe a little bit of, you know, rim protection, but you're really bringing him in for the locker room. He's a Dallas native. He's, you know, 15th roster spot. Do you, what do you think of LaMarcus Aldridge, 37 years old? Guy technically came out of retirement last year after having that irregular heartbeat. Yeah. Well, this would be if you're going to make, if anybody's going to make a move for LaMarcus Aldridge, now would be the time because you don't want to run him for 82 games and then some playoffs. But well, you said his plan always was to come back around the All Star break. Because he didn't want to, he didn't, he didn't want to play a full season. Kind of just like Boogie, almost as far as big men go, and you know he used to be a great defender in his in his prime, and he can still hold it down, he can still score, he can still rebound. I don't think Father Time's like right at his door, but as far as it being like a you know playoff altering move for Dallas, I don't uh, I don't think it is. This was probably something they'll address in the off season. But it just gives you, like, out of the big men that are, were available in the market, this team right now, their bigs are Dwight Powell, JaVale McGee, and Christian Wood. So, and we, if you guys have seen our ticketer all, see, all season, we've had every free agent that's been available on there and that we considered, like, the top 10 or so free agents there. Marcus, it's a bunch of older guys, and LaMarcus Aldridge with Hassan Whiteside were our – were arguably the two best bigs out there. And they're both completely different styles. Sound lights are rebounding and defense. And, you know, he's very particular on what teams he would fit. Same thing with the Marcus Aldridge. So, again, I, I just see this as a raw a depth chart bolstering move. Like, uh, in case, if they did sign the Marcus Aldridge, it's like in case the glass needs to be broken. Yeah. I think it's interesting you bring up Hassan because I've heard that get sprinkled around out there before the LaMarcus Aldridge news. And it feels like an eternity ago that Hassan Whiteside was on the Utah Jazz. So phenomenal rim protector. He's a phenomenal uh, rebounder, obviously, but, you know, he's a guy you can throw up lobs to. So it seems like it'll be LaMarcus, but I wouldn't. Hassan's not a – it's not a horrible thought. I know he has his flaws. No, I agree. LaMarcus is more well-rounded. Yeah, so for us, I, I I very much like this team and like watching them, and like here, so we thought the Mavs were originally signed Terrence Ross. That's what was being marketed, but what ended up happening was Terrence Ross signed with the Suns at the last minute, so they pivoted and they picked up Justin Holiday. That if you look at Justin Holiday with the Kings and the Hawks this past you know last season and the, this past year has not been pretty. But if you look at what he was doing with the Pacers, 
basically for a year, he was scoring like 11 points at eight, you know, 38% three point clip and being a decent 20 minute a night, three and D guy off the bench. And again, I'm not saying Justin holiday is going to be a difference maker. He's providing depth behind Josh green, Reggie Bullock and Theo Penson and Jaden Hardy, because, you know, with the trade of Dorian Finney Smith and Spencer Didwitty, Justin holiday just gives him another depth defender to shore up things. You can hit the three-point shot. Career 36% three-point shooter. Yeah, I like the move a lot. Not for my fantasy team, though, with the recent addition in Josh Green. Yeah, I just – I want to know if – the it, none of these moves are needle movers, though, right? No, that's what Kyrie would serve as. These are just nice complimentary fill out the depth, just like what Phoenix has planned. Yeah, but I feel like Phoenix, because of LeBron, or not LeBron, Kevin Durant, he has that LeBron effect. You know what I mean? Where like Kevin Durant is like LeBron, that if you're you have Kevin Durant or LeBron and that guy asks you to come play for them. You know? You're looking at your chops. Yeah, like Russ is one happy man right now. Who would you rather have you pick call the phone? LeBron, Kevin Durant, or Luka Doncic? Slash Kyrie. Not everyone can handle the crip. LA, the LA lights. Luca hasn't established himself as a winner. So if I'm a veteran, yeah, I'm gonna probably pick Kevin Durant with uh Book and, and KD locked up and, and point general, Chris Paul and a nice big boy. Sounded weird. Uh DeAndre Ayton. That did sound weird, <laughs> bud. That wasn't right at all. <laughs> all right, here. Let's let's pivot. And that was our James Johnson. That was a needle-altering move. Yeah, James Johnson re-signing, bro. Huge, huge move. But let's talk about a a team that hmm, I think shocked a lot of people. I know the the Lakers were technically without their best, the best scorer of all time. Sounds like, sounds but still, like, it's no excuse. You got to win the game. You got to win the game. Yeah, I mean. Yeah. Dame was on fire, 30 points at halftime. It I think he had eight threes too. It looked like it looked it looked like the record could be in play last night. And uh they didn't and Phoenix or PDX throws me off. Portland's banged up too. No Jeremy Grant last night. But he's diable started because Jeremy Grant was in concussion protocol. Yeah, I know Matisse. Matisse had a beautiful Great game. He had also a lot of stuff you won't see on the stat sheet. He's a great hustle player. Cam Reddish did a lot. Cam Reddish is – once his shot starts falling, I think it'll be – I know some Blazer fans were very, very skeptical of the move at first glance, especially with Josh Hart's performance last night. But I think long-term, yeah, Cam Reddish, once those shots start falling in, once he starts scoring, um, like you said, like you mentioned earlier, the block was nice. So, Matisse just fit in like – Glue and and uh, well, for weeks now, I've been saying as like people forget, but he's at the University of Washington was taking like six threes a night, had two seasons of basically 40% from three. His worst season was like 36, 38. Like the guy can shoot. I'm just saying, Philadelphia breaks people, yeah. It, it is weird because I remember talking about that and looking at Bible stats and being like, oh, you know what, on paper, those aren't horrible three point 
statistics. Like this year, he's shooting yeah thirty six percent from downtown. Thirty, he shot thirty three, but last year he shot thirty six. No, I know it's thirty six. I know it's, it's not limited. as bad as people think. I guess is is. The I just think in Philadelphia they made him lose his confidence, and it's kind of the same thing that happened with Cam Reddish. Cam Reddish said he cried when he met Chauncey Billups because this is what Chauncey Billups said. He said, "With me." You get a you get a clean slate. I'm not the type of person that listens to the outside noise. I don't listen to what other people told me that you've done with me. Everything you do from here on out is how I'm going to judge you. I'm going to trust you and how I'm going to look at you. So he's like, I don't care about any of the outside noise. He's like, this is why I personally believe I get different people than other people. Because I treat people differently. I approach different. I, and Cam Reddish said that made him cry and that he's going to give it his all. And that, you know, finally being somewhere where he feels wanted. And after the road that he's been on, he's basically being discarded by two teams in the past year. I think this is a big moment for Cam Reddish. It kind of makes you swallow your pride and put your head down and just work and do the little things that just might not even show up on the stat sheet, which I thought, you know, tonight Matisse Dybul had the game that we're all talking about, but I think Cam Reddish had the game that we need to acknowledge that he did make an impact. Yeah, that's fine. I I think, yeah, for both of them, a, a fresh start is exactly what they need, and Coach Chauncey seems like the perfect fit. It's just like Jason Kidd. It's a lot of these newer coaches who were beasts in the pro league. They have a nice player to coach relationship and it, i think it really eases these these younger cats minds like you know thibodeau probably wasn't you know he's he's very hard he's a very hard man like it's he's not he's, he's aggressive i can't think of he's brunt or brute like whatever the word is he's uh he's a stern stubborn person so i think chauncey is a much better coach for cam reddish's ascension yeah no GM, GM. Does Matisse Thibault, Cam Reddish raise the ceiling? What's up, Rocket News? But does this raise their ceiling, or are they still, you know, a play-in team? Maybe the sixth seed. Well, this team was very good very early on. Yeah. And I, you know what? I think we should – acknowledge Shaden probably had the best game of his young career last night as well. So it could be the difference maker. It definitely could. Damian Lillard, I sent the text, Dame dollar dollar bills, y'all, is – he's. I don't even know if top five is is good enough. He's playing like a top three. Well, I've said it all game. season long that when Dame, Damian Lillard has been healthy this season, he has been an MVP candidate. Yeah, if Phoenix was a you know top six squad, they he would 100% be in the MVP conversation. You mean Portland? He is. <laughs> You mean Portland? Yeah, yeah. Uh, dude, the PDX. What is what is going on here? Hey, Plankton. <laughs> Happy Valentine's from Kansas. Hope you're doing well in the Phoenix area. I mean, in the Philippines area, but damn it, dude, you're <laughs> dude, fucking me dude, up. You fucked me. You just said Phoenix, too. We're done. We're done. I don't know. Dude, you said Phoenix. I said Phoenix. Phoenix twice. Yeah, we said Phoenix multiple times over here. I feel like a freaking idiot. All right, so let's talk about a deal that went down and almost didn't go down because of some complications. But I want to hear your thoughts right here. Was this the move the Golden State Warriors needed to make? 
you basically gave up on James Ryan. James Ryan. I know. I was trying to. That was a. That was an. That was a climactic pause. You asshole. I wasn't forgetting his name. Okay. It was a climactic pause. He just ruined a pause. That was all theatrics. Do you and and do you know anything about the arts? Guess not. Yeah. Okay. Not. Yeah. That was a performance. I was performing. Okay. Those freaking arms, dude. What do I gotta do? I mean, if you want those arms, you can take some creatine or we can, you know, head over to one of those like oiled up beaches and ask for some steroids. I have said, <laughs> I have said, me and Luke have joked around. I was like, we live in Miami. I was like, let's just juice one cycle, eight weeks and work out <laughs> and work out like in Speedos with those bodybuilders with like baby oil on the beach. We're like all day, we just make videos and then just go lift and like develop our tans. Tan <laughs> laundry, baby. GTO. You know what I mean? You know exactly what I'm talking about. You just go, just have each other lather each other up with oil. It's not gay. Miami or LA. It's yeah. a place to do it. Bucker Raton. I actually, dude, Bucker I found. I was looking at places. I found some dope ass like office spaces for like 1200 and like oh, Fort, let's La go. Fort Lauderdale. And um and uh Boca Raton areas and West Palm Beach. Nice. Like a couple of places were like a thousand to fifteen hundred dollars a month, like a mile or two from the beach. Wow. Yeah. Just go record <laughs> and then hop in the water. Yeah. All right, let's cool. talk about about this Gary Payne the second trade. And if you guys didn't know, what almost happened was the four team deal. Between the Portland Trailblazers, the Atlanta Hawks, Detroit Pistons, the Golden State Warriors that that sent Sadiq Bates to the Atlanta Hawks, James Wiseman to the Detroit Pistons, and what five second round picks to the Trailblazers and Kevin Knox as well, with the Warriors receiving two second round picks and Gary Payne the second. Gary the second, Gary Payne the second. Supposedly failed the physical due to a core muscle injury that child Brian Sutter, MD, explained was, you know, a core issue that like is a structural issue. If he's had it surgically repaired and there's still an issue with it. And he his agent and Gary Payton the second have denied that he's taken Toradol, but the Warriors and the athletic reports that the Portland Trailblazers medical staff was giving him Toradol, which is an anti-inflammatory that basically makes you feel like the bees knees you can play through it. Now that's not what we're gonna talk about. We're not gonna talk oh. about yeah, we're not gonna talk about Toradol or anything. You know, Steph Curry used Toradol and in trades, teams are required to disclose any injuries a player may have or not. And they are not technically required to disclose how those injuries are being treated as a result. The complaints about Toradol pills aren't going to get much traction because that's nothing wrong. Now, if you guys remember, and I made a video on this, Detroit sent Bull Bull back to Denver last year after he flunked a physical. More famously, Oklahoma City rescinded a deadline trade for Tyson Chandler's in 09 due to concerns of his physical and sent him back to New Orleans. And a thing almost happened with the Kyrie-Isaiah Thomas trade when Cleveland discovers Thomas's hip was in worse shape than they thought. And the Celtics had to throw in an additional second round pick. And we've even seen similar disputes between Boston and Jeff Green when Boston sent Jeff Green to Oklahoma City. And, you know, or it was vice versa. Oklahoma City sent Boston and then he had to have season injury. But either way, 
you know, nothing was the the team, the Warriors accepted Gary Payne the second. We don't know if he's going to miss two or three months, like they said, or if he's just going to play through the pain. Do you think two questions right here? We we can talk about Sadiq Bay and the rest of the guys, but the two big guys are Gary Payne the second and James Wiseman. Does going all in worth it? Does Gary Payne the second move a needle healthy or not? And oh, 100%. James Wiseman, five second round pick. Yeah, he's exactly he's exactly what they needed. Wiseman, it just didn't work out. Clear as day, and you have Steph Curry, Clay Thompson, Draymond Green. So you got to make these types of moves. You know, they wanted to hold on to Gary Payton, but because of luxury tax reasons, they couldn't. So I I love the move. I don't know if he'll play this year. Either way, the situation is fishy. I was not a fan of Bob Myers' press conference yesterday. What did he say? He. Just looked like checked out almost. It's weird because I'm, you know, a fan he might leave. Of, he probably will leave. His I'm contract expired. Bob Myers after the season, and they haven't given an extension. If I had to make an assumption from yesterday, I would say 100. percent I he looked checked out, but it was weird because you know he's such a you know he's Batman and he's he can be a little awkward, which is funny because he looks like Batman. But he was like, yeah, I mean, I, I viewed you know we didn't know he was you know, having any issues because we played him the night before and he looked fine. And it's like, well, you should know he was injured and missed like the whole first half of the season. And he was supposed to be back at the start of the season. And it was just really weird. It's fishy. Golden State's kind of acting like a Karen. But then, you know, I know Portland had the Larry Nance situation last year. It's just a weird it's weird because I'm like, you know, I'm on Blazer Twitter and I'm on Warrior Twitter and they're both kind of going at each other. And that whole situation is weird. But as far as the actual trade goes down, it was a beautiful trade, I think, for every team involved. I like Detroit. Just like Marvin Bagley, you're kind of redrafting. You're kind of redrafting your guy. And Sadiq Bay fits into what Atlanta needs perfectly. Gary Payton's exactly what Golden State needs. And I, I love the trade. I know they saved $30 million by trading James Wiseman. It's a big dollar sign. But does James Wiseman being traded say something about the Warriors? What do you mean? That maybe they're not as good at developing players as we thought they were. That maybe they got lucky. With Martin Jackson? Nah, but like with Kevon Looney, Draymond Green, Clay Thompson, Steph Curry... All right. It's hard to be perfect. I think they were trying to trade Moses Moody to this deadline. Well, I think that's more based on we don't have any time. They don't have any squares to spares. There's no. What happened to the two generations, the two eras? Well, you still have Kaminga and you still have Moody and you still have Ryan Rounds. But did they give up on the two eras? I don't. My point with Wiseman is I think they made a mistake. They could have very different players that would have been much better for their future dynasty. But it, James Wiseman didn't fit Warrior basketball, man. They they tried it. They tried it. They tried it. What if they can't develop they big guys? It. Well, that's fine because I have the most reliable big man in basketball, the most underrated reliable big man in basketball named Mr. Kayvon Looney. And uh, Jermichael Green is holding the, the fort down. He's healthy. I don't – I can't – no one's 100% perfect, so I, I'm not worried about Golden State's evaluation of talent. 
but I can understand the skepticism for maybe this could be the last rodeo or maybe they have two years max. No, I understand that. I just, for me, the big thing is like, I just, they, they talked about this whole, there's two eras now, the young guys and the old guys. We're never going to trade the, you know, the young guys. And then they were, I don't know. Like, I understand that you're trying to win and stuff, but. It's a business. Yes, I get it. I get it. I get it. But It's a business. You got to make business decisions. Sometimes you got to weigh people off. James Wiseman never. And I know that center is the easiest position to go by committee. Especially when you got Trey Trey. So. All right, let's pivot right here. And I would like to do, you know, I do this on my personal channels. Basically, this is the, the clip will be titled the best buyout market NBA buyout candidates in 2023. But right here, we're just going to go through John so Hollinger. Huh? What? <laughs> We could be titling it. <laughs> yeah, that that's what will, the title will be. But I don't know how to make thumbnails on these types of clips. I will say oh, that right. Oh, now. all you got to do is just post a picture of like Russell Westbrook in like a different jersey or like a picture of Will Barton, and then just put NBA buyout candidates. Just put one popular player. Just one guy. Yeah, one guy. That's what I do. Or if you like. Like that's for our thumbnails for the NBA show. One guy's fine, but like for yeah. the personal channel, I usually do the three most popular names on the list, and then I do their. That, three. I did that. I tried that on this channel on the, for the Lakers trade, and it was just like a jumbulation of yeah, of nah, crap. nah. <laughs> for these thumbnails, for these thumbnails, just do like either Russell Westbrook, Will Barton, or whoever's or John Wall. You know, yeah, probably Russ. For sure. Yeah, and then just be like NBA buyout candidates. Question mark. Dan Bulls jersey. All right, let's go through these NBA buyout candidates. Just because our things, like for the NBA shows, was simpler, the thumbnails. And I kind of like how we, after you saw the athletics, you kind of made it like, not like at all the same, but like I like how you added the font and shit. Yeah, fonts though, I have, that's what I struggle with the most on every channel I have is fonts. So do I. I struggle hard with fonts. I don't know what's the right font. There's like 800 freaking fonts available in fonto sans serifs app based on fonts it's too it's too many all right so obviously russell westbrook's the number one option here but we're hearing more and more rumors that utah he might stay in utah and utah allegedly due to the fact that like this is what i think no other team is going to give him the opportunity that utah can where he's going to play he's going to be a starter he's going to play 30 minutes a night and High usage, while if he goes to the three other teams, the Bulls, the Heat, and the Clippers, he would be part of a point guard committee. So uh, why though? With against who? Well, because my Miami, Miami, Miami would be. He would be okay, Listen, listen, listen. I'll give you each one. In my, he would be in the starter for all three teams, but in Miami. You would have to split the role with Kyle Lowry and Gabe Vincent. And with the Bulls, you'd have to split it with Goran Dragic, Io DeSumo, Kobe White, Zach Levine. Goran's gone, man, if they get Russ. And then and with the Clippers, you'd have to split it with Eric Gordon, Reggie Jackson. I'm not Reggie Jackson. Eric Gordon, Bones Highland, Terrence Mann, Russell Westbrook. That's a lot of point guard competition. <laughs> that's what I'm saying. I get Miami. No, I was kidding. That was that's definitely not the case uh, because Eric Gordon's shooting guard, Bones Highland's a bench player, and Terrence Mann is being forced to kind of play point guard. 
system. Swaggy, we'll get to that in a sec. But do you do you agree with me? Like uh, every day that Russell Westbrook isn't bought out, I think he's yeah. saying. Utah. I agree with you fully, and I think it's in his best interest. I think we actually talked about this last week. Stay in Utah, dude. No, you'll rebound. Exactly you're, what you're saying he needs money. Russ wants some money. Was and- it last week with you that I said, "Are you really gonna buy out and then take like?" a minimum contract or you're just gonna say fuck it i'll take the 47 million and rebuild my value to show teams exactly. i can still be efficient because if he doesn't if he takes that vet men buyout or five million whatever the hell it is and so what's gonna happen next year vet yeah men- well, no team's giving him the high usage that utah can so his value is gonna continue to plummet just like it was on the bench with the lakers as good as the stats can appear and once so, he accepts a vet men every team's gonna be like oh you already accepted a vet men yeah exactly he'd so be like I don't know why Dennis Schroeder came to mind because it's nothing like that situation, but it would be the fumbling of a possible bag that you can change. Now, I get Russ wants a ring, but Russ also likes that underdog story like, hey, I'm going to be that guy in Utah. We got a nice compilation of players. Let's get into the play. Russ really likes his touches. He loves his touches. Now, let's move through this list. Reggie Jackson's already been picked up by the the Nuggets, so we'll go over here. John Wall. I've said this, John Wall, he's either going to a contender like the Suns, the Ooh. the Miami Heat, the Bulls, or the – would never m- sign him, I wish. Portland Trailblazers, maybe? I don't know. I don't know. Uh, you want to know where he should go? I think he goes back to Washington. Well, okay, you want to know the second place he should go if he doesn't go back to Washington? I think Washington's his last resort. But oh, okay, well then you know who where he should go. He should go to the Toronto Raptors of Toronto, Canada. I think the most likely is Miami. He screams Miami Heat. Like I literally picture John Wall in a Heat jersey. He just fits in South Beach. And like he would, and then you think about it. If you play John Wall twenty minutes a night, twenty minutes, you know, and then you split forty eight minutes between John Wall, Kyle Lowry, Gabe Vincent, gives you a little bit of everything. Gabe Vincent being the shooter, microwave, uh, Kyle Lowry being more of a floor general with defense, while John Wall being like just John Wall. Like he still shows he can be an efficient guy. Just he has to be part of a team. We're not asking him to shoot threes, but he's a good. You know. This season is still his numbers are above replacement level and on a per possession basis, not far off what he did last season, his last season in DC. So there's several guard situations around the league that he can improve, even Minnesota. Now, Pat Bev, where does Pat Bev go? I say Pat Bev goes to the Mavs, the Suns. Minnesota's he's got, gonna, he's got issues with, with players on the Phoenix Suns. Oh, uh, okay. He, Minnesota said they're not gonna re-sign him. And I can yeah. see him going to New York, the Knicks. Interesting. He, Chicago. He can't go back to the Lakers. So, Portland. I think he'll I, be a Clipper. Clippers, maybe. I see him really at the Mavs being the place where he could get the most minutes. Same thing with John Wall. Those two guys, if they went, they would be the backup point guards for – backup guards for John Wall. John Wall or Pat Bev would be the backups for Kyle – not Kyle, Kyrie Irving and Luka Doncic. That's fine. At the same time, though, they're always going to stack. They'll always be one of Luka and Kyrie on the court. Danny Green signed with the – I'm blanking on this right now. Cleveland Cavaliers. But you know where Dario Saric needs to go? The perfect city. No, I mean, they could keep him because they love playing small ball fives and he fits really nicely in their structure there. But 
can we actually talk about the perfect fit that there was a guy named by the name of Nemia Bialica for the Warriors last year. Guess who <laughs> nice. guess who could be the Nemia Bialica of this team? And I'm not saying this because they're both foreign guys, but I legit like they have very similar play styles. Darius Arch on the Warriors. Tell me that does not like and, and Darius Arch is like way better than Nemia was. Obviously, Dario has suffered worse, has had worse injuries. But do you agree after I said that? And the other team I want to say is Portland or the Mavs or or the Nuggets. Or any other contender. But, yes, I like I – The like Warriors is the best fit. Warriors. The Warriors I would like it. Like you it. know they would love him. Uh, so these guys are considered improbable but in demand. So we're just going to say yes, no, yes, no, because – I, most of the guy that these guys are no Kelly Oubre, no, they have his bird rights. So why would you buy out a guy who you have his bird rights? You know, and they're trying to be good next year. They like basically have said like this is just a uh, a transition year. We're gonna just tank for a year and regroup. Yeah, I don't, I don't think so either. Especially because this hurts his value. Yeah. Seth Curry, I, I don't see it happening. I, I mean, yes, I know they lost games. The only way I see it happening is if they really start losing games. A ten game losing streak, and he demands it. You know, yeah, yeah he'd have to. All these guys, I think, would have to definitely. Yeah, definitely like Kevin Love. Or, Kevin Love would have to demand it. I think they'd like Kevin Love there. And exactly. It's his last He's, year doesn't seem upset either with what Sitch going on right now. Goran Dragic, I only say, is if he if they sign like Russell Westbrook or John Wall. Yeah. Corey, Corey Joseph is another guy. If that he requests it, same thing with Thad Young. Like a lot of these guys, they would have to yeah. request it. Yeah, Kendrick Nunn, he's working out no with way. the Wizards. DeAndre Jordan, <laughs> only if they signed a big guy to replace Jordan. But like they already they just, but they brought in Brian and they still didn't even wave him. So I think they like him. Derrick Rose said he's not asking for a buyout, so that's not happening. Will Barton, it's a matter of time. So Will Barton. At this point, I think he goes back to the Nuggets, the Trailblazers, wow. hits up the Mavs, the Lakers, or, or the Suns or Clippers. Those are the teams I have. Yeah. Where do you? I just I feel like he's more of a guy who would go to either Minnesota than because Tim Conley's there, the Nuggets or the Trailblazers because he has a familiarity with those three teams. And those make sense. Them. You know where I want him to go though is the Los Angeles Lakers and the uh, Warriors of Golden State. But yeah. Yeah, also Golden sword. State's a good option. I just feel like because he had a bad season, he would want to go somewhere where he's familiar with the, the front office and the coaching staff. Mm. Terrence Ross side with the Suns. So here's some uh, Justin Holiday with the Mavs. Nerlens Noel. I I you know I think they would have bought him out already if yeah. they were going to buy him out. I think they're going to accept his team option and then trade him and like on the draft. Dwayne Deadman signed with the Sixers. So here we got, and Kevin Knox isn't being wiped. So Terry Taylor, I see him signing with a team like maybe like the Rockets or the, the Spurs. Oh, I would love that. Because he's like this six five power guard where he can play power forward, but can also be like a, a ball handler. Like he screams like Spurs back up for Jeremy Sohan. Or like. Yeah, those fit. So I, I could see that. Now, next up, Boba Marjanovic. Supposedly he might go back to Houston. Yeah, Houston. And then this is scraping the bottom of the barrel. Goga uh, Bitaze signed with the Magic. Bryn Forbes. 
only does is shoot threes. Johnson resigned. Juan Descano staying. Frank Kaminsky might stay. Same thing with Alex Lynn, Ryan Arcindio, and Sweet Mikhailu. So that's basically it right there. Ryan Archigiaco. All right. So let's talk about a guy who went off last night. And you Not know what is it? Hey, 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 hey. You know what is, what's his stats so far with the Knicks are? 27 minutes a night, 19 points a game, five and a half rebounds, three assists, and two and a half steals. This guy might be Mr. New York. All right. What do you think of Josh Hart? I love it. I think I talked a lot about this yesterday. It makes so much sense. Why would I give up three first-round draft picks for OG and Anobi when Josh Hart can do a lot of the – Pretty much, actually, he's the target game. store brand of OG Ananobi, but he's not even. And yeah, yeah. Target's a good store, so that's what I'm saying. Like, it's yeah. a good store brand. Like, compare him up with JB Brunson, my man, 40 point burger last night. Well, if you were following, you know, the, the fact that with Josh Hart last year, you know, we saw that he could be a score for the Portland Trailblazers when they were tanking, and he was like a 19 points per game score. So I think a lot of people forgot that this year his role had changed. And it's basically Josh Hart has been put into this. Also, he's starting, right? Or is it 27 minutes off the bench? That's a good question. He started, I believe. Started, right? So I think, so for me, I just think you're looking at a, a Nick squad that they're. Yeah, but they're a formidable front now, in my opinion. Like, this is a team that definitely way scarier, also found a way better picture. And I don't know. Like, I, I feel like this game against the Nets, he was hitting everything. And tonight their lineup was a lineup that I really liked. He did not and start. He did not start. Yeah, did that's what I was about to start. But still like, running with, with Jericho Sims. But he, they're doing exactly what I said. He was going to be the Quentin Grimes, R.J. Barrett replacement because you had Emmanuel quickly come in for Grimes and Brunson while Josh Hart can come in for Grimes and Barrett. And then you have Obi Toppin come in for Randall. And then you have Isaiah Hardenstein come in for Jericho Sims. And it works out perfect. It allows you not need to rely on Miles McBride or Evan Fournier as much. And you really have an eight-man, a nine-man rotation off the bench of Hart quickly, Hardenstein and Toppin, which each player does their own thing. And I, I think that's a really decent lineup. I mean, Bronson had 40, which, yeah. again, it was – snatch. I can't remember who he snatched. What do you what do you think something that this team should – you know, does this raise their ceiling? Because I know the Knicks currently are the – in the standings, they are the seventh seed. They are half a game behind the Heat, who are the sixth seed. They are two games behind the Nets, who are the fifth seed. And they are five and a half games behind the Cavaliers. So, yeah, I think they're. I, I think they got better for sure. Next level, I guess they're already there because of their performance last year, not making the playoffs, only thirty-seven wins. But I think I, I agree fully with Swaggy here. Mitch's health is always a big question mark. And I are think people RJ, really saying a bust? Is RJ Barrett really starting? We just gave him the extension. I don't know, bust is the best word choice because he's still twenty point per game score. I think he's just underachieving this season. He's very much underachieving, and I do think if this continues and they don't get past the second round, which I think would be very difficult for them with how top heavy the East is. So I, he's stagnated. I don't think he's underachieving. I think he's stagnated. He's basically putting up the same stats as last year. Four points last night. I know, but like 
I think we were all going like, okay, maybe last year his stats were down because he took the jump in scoring and, you know, wasn't playing as efficient. Maybe the efficiency comes back. But really, we don't need him to be a 20-point scorer. If, like, the problem is you're putting up too many shots, man. Go back to the guy you were in 2020, you know, be that 40% three-point shooter, 45% from the field, six boards, three assists, you know what I mean? Then play some defense. He's only taken one and a half more shots than that year you just mentioned. I, I think he – Is it actually only one and a half more yeah, field goals? I, I'm mind I think blown. with him, it's I don't. I need a. I need him to score twenty. This month him. has been especially bad, and I don't think it's. I'm not ring. I'm not ringing the panic bell quite yet. Swaggy saying, I mean, he's playing really bad right now. But I remember Donovan Mitchell had a bad week two weeks ago, and he just had you know another forty something game. So I'm not quite at that. And I know RJ and Donovan Mitchell are completely different players, but I. I'm just saying, if this continues, I. It's also not helping his trade value in the Knicks, but yeah. I I just find that like this is it's interesting to think about because RJ Barrett, is he a guy that you could see they move? Because I feel like they have a lot of good pieces on this team that if you could move RJ Barrett for another guy, he could really help this team's ceiling. I just said he's, they're going to trade him. Yeah, de- yeah, definitely trade him. If but who? But the, but the thing is, is my question when I was saying that is, who do you even trade him for? Because I also think, like, look, I don't want to say Tom Thibodeau is a bad coach. I think the problem with Tom Thibodeau is he's not a good player development, and he yep. he, he overplays players. Oh yeah, he does not okay. let his players rest, so his players literally get drained. Hmm. So, I don't know, like, I think Thibodeau, like, Tom Thibodeau is the coach you want before you get your championship coach. He's the coach that brings you to a playoff level and installs the culture, and then you go out and get your Steve Kerr, you know, your Jason Mm -hmm. Kidd. Yeah, so I think right now with this situation, I'm not a huge, Levine is ruining the Chicago Bulls locker room and on-court chemistry, so I'm not a huge fan of Levine on a Nick roster, but it is enticing. I think it's the same thing with a lot of disgruntled other teams on their players or players themselves. Like by this time in the or not this time, sorry. In in come summer, there will be a disgruntled star. And as soon as there's a disgruntled star, his trade value goes immediately downhill. If he if he asks for a trade, if he demands a trade, bang, there goes his value. Think James Harden. So I think the Knicks don't need to do anything but try and figure it out, try and make it work. And come summer, they have a nice bundle of young talent. If they want to acquire somebody, like what they said, they want to acquire a star guard in return for RJ, they're probably also, because of the way RJ is playing right now, they're probably going to have to give up somebody or some assets, whether that's draft or young players as well. But I would definitely wait for the next disgruntled star. And honestly, if I had to guess, it would be Zach Levine. I agree that Zach Levine is the only trade option. I mean, DeMar DeRozan, obviously, but like you go, who, who's a better fit, DeMar or Zach Levine? Zach Levine. I think, I think what I was saying it, is there's well, always going to be a disgruntled star. Somebody will ask for a trade in the summer. So I think the Knicks should just, as they kind of have to do regardless, is just continue to. I mean, if they want a Christoph Porzingis reunion, maybe sign and ooh, trade RJ Barrett. RJ Barrett. Kristaps? Yep. Kristaps staying in D.C. No, he's going to the Bulls. And um, we're also trading Levine. 
We're getting rid of Demar. We're bringing Vooch back. We're getting Freddie Double V as our point guard, and Harrison right. Barnes is our three. First game. off, we've we've talked about this re- relentlessly. There is no other team that can get the opportunity Christoph Porzingis and Kyle Kuzma get from the Washington Wizards. Chicago Bulls. Wouldn't. Why not? Because Chicago wouldn't make him their franchise cornerstone. They would make him a second or third option. He would be the co-star. Right. Well, it's not going to be Freddie Double V, and it's not going to be Harrison Barnes. It's not going to be Lonzo Ball because he can't step on the floor. It's not going to be Nicole Vucevic. So, to me, it has to be. I'm telling you, the opportunity that Kristoff and Kyle Kuzma have in D.C., where you want to be wanted, where, like, they're willing to want. pay you. I know, I'm but it's just – It's just you have – yeah, I know Bull Central. I know Bull Central is swaggy. I just think it's a really good opportunity they have in DC that it goes like the bobblehead night. It's like it goes, no one else is going to give them the marketing, the franchise cornerstone, you know, make them untouchable. I will. Um, I'll do all these things. DC is just a better fit for them. It's better. It gives them all the opportunities like right now. But the only way I see Kristoff's leaving, leaving is he somehow traded to a contender, but I doubt that he said it that like, he said, he's always regretted how he left New York. And he he really just wants to be somewhere where he's wanted. And same thing with Kyle Kuzma. They both said we want to be somewhere where we wanted. And they talk about how much they love playing in Washington, D.C. And how much they love playing with Kyle Kuzma and Kristoff and Bradley Beal. Like, they all three love playing with each other. And like Exactly, yeah. So bring both of them. Sorry, Brad. But bring both of them to Chicago, the Windy City. We'll treat you well. You'll enjoy it. And you'll be our... Franchise course. No, we got to keep. We got to keep. We got to. Lewis just got to keep the. Got to keep the core of Porzingis, Kyle Kuzma, and Beal together. So when in a year when Kevin Durant demands a trade from the Suns, he just says, "Fuck it, I'm finally coming home." And we have as much as the uh, Washington propaganda train I've been jumping on board recently. I there's just no way all three of those are back in a wizard uniform. They are. They are. I'll give you ten dollars. No, you'll have to go suck a random man's cock if that happens. <laughs> super gay. <laughs> so that was I'll actually ten dollars though. <laughs> yeah, I'll give you ten dollars. I'll buy you lunch the first time I see you. How's that? Actually, yeah, that's good. This won't even happen before. This is. Oh wait. No off season. By the way, announcement, I got into the University of Miami. Your boy is moving to Miami-Dade County in August. Um, Booker Raton, it looks like right now from talking with Jackson. You should watch um, the 30 for 30 to get yourself hyped up. Of Miami, Catholics versus Convicts? The the best one, yeah. Yeah, it's it's a really good one. Yeah, you've heard my Lou Holtz. I love Lou Holtz. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We've done this before. Yeah, we've done this before. Yeah, the University of Notre Dame has a fit that they did that they get that bit that get that that has a University of Notre Dame. It's like borderline. Like, uh, I think it's either really good or really offensive. I was not going to get there. I was going to say I could say something, but I'm going to go no comment on here. But I think that that says what's left unsaid as far as that question goes. <laughs> I, I wish he was a Catholic, though. Because <laughs> he was a Mormon. Yeah. But, poor Mormon brother. I'm not Mormon. Yeah, I know. But you went to southern Utah. Yeah. 
Do they all just have sex with each other? There's there's very little. I think I've said this on the show. The first night I got into my in my house was we went over to our neighbors and there was like a bunch of girls and the girl one of the girls put rules on the fridge and one of them was like like quiet after ten no boys past dinner it was, it was like super <laughs> really funny. Super Not for the boring. girls though. It's probably suck. Probably a long year for them. So, uh, oh yeah, you talked about it. He's trying. Luca was trying to get him a shot. I'm going through right now the headlines to see if there's things to talk about. My father just texted me. Oh, uh, my dad's friend. My dad just texted me. Bradley Beal chipped his tooth during the game. Yeah, yeah. And that looks off for two months, which really sucks because I need him on my team. Breaking news, guys. The NBA might be back on NBC. Like in the nineties, you know, like how everyone, you know, like how everyone talks about like back in the days of Jordan is like NBC ran. So the NBC, the NBA on NBC may be returning if NBC sports gets its way. Comcast, NBC universal is preparing to make a very strong bid to win back the national basketball association broadcast rights after, you know, the company lost them to Disney and Turner sports. We're hearing that Disney, AKA ESPN doesn't really want to pay for the NBA. And we know that Apple and Amazon are trying to, they don't want a traditional broadcast rights. Basically Amazon and Apple are like, Hey, can we basically have every game on Apple and Amazon for like an exclusive streaming package, how they do like NFL Sunday ticket. Yeah. Basically like if you pay for Amazon or Apple, you get leak pass on there, you know? Yeah. Yeah. But obviously the NBA is still like, hey, we know there's like 100 million people who still watch cable. So they're like hitting up like somebody because they're selling two separate rights. They're selling the the exclusive streaming rights and then they're still selling the cable rights, but no more local regional TV networks like Valley Sports. It would just be like NBC and then it'd be on uh, Amazon or Apple, like how the MLS and MLB do now. So... Obviously, this isn't very interesting for some people, but for people who are older and I know like my personal channel, I know this channel, if you look at the analytics, a lot of people who watch our stuff is between the ages of 25 and 50. So you are grown ass adults where this is actually what you want to know. Should I continue to have cable? Will that be the best way to watch as many basketball games or should I just cut cable completely and just, you know, pay for Apple TV or, you know, Amazon Prime with like whatever they offer, you know? So this is actually big, big news right here that... Obviously, as someone, I think it'd be better if we can get that Apple Amazon deal where we can just instead of paying League Pass, I just pay Apple and like an additional price, and I just fucking get everything on Apple TV. Yeah, who owns YouTube? Is it? It's Google. Okay. Well, I I was just wondering because I got YouTube TV like two days ago, and well, they have League Pass on it, but you you have to pay for it. No, no. So I think YouTube, it's YouTube TV with when it comes to streaming rights, it's its whole own thing. I know they just got the so YouTube TV is basically cable without a box. It's just an app. I love it so much. No, it's very nice. I have many friends with YouTube TV, but uh, Rocket News, I do. I do watch college basketball when I'm watching NBA prospects. Plus Luke, who comes on the show, he's obsessed with basketball. So a lot of times when he comes over to my house. We have, I have two TVs in my living room. We have NBA on one TV and we have college basketball on the other TV. Plus, college basketball goes on later in the night because of the West Coast school. So, usually when it's two in the morning, we're watching like, you That's know, true. we're watching like a Fresno State play like fucking San Jose. Right. You know, I, I, I used to do that with football. 
So we'll, we'll be. So I do watch it. I'm not. I, I usually pay attention more to college basketball for my draft prospects. And that's a, Anthony Davis has. Anthony Davis has deactivated his Instagram. Um, what's oh, I can't I think of the LeBron zero watch third twenty three. What is the Dark Knight 23. What is I have no idea what you're right. Marine Corps thing that LeBron does every year. He deactivates social media. It's zero dark thirty. Zero dark twenty three, I think is what it is. I did not know. I need to start getting into my Miami uh sports. I'm part of the Canes family. I actually also have to send them me accepting it. They also do. I had spent the last week emailing this shit out of the graduate department because I was fucking pissed. They hadn't sent me shit. I didn't have anything. So I've been sending emails all the time. And she sent me an email yesterday, early in the morning, going like, hey, you should hear your response in a week. Two hours later, they sent me my response getting accepted. Oh, nice. I also, about, I'm going to go see my co-worker who's from, uh, from bradenton or he's from like the tampa area and i told him that i applied to Ta uh, miami and it was like the first day we ever hung out at work and he kind of gave me that like uh that's cool like you know like like you're not gonna get in basically he oh, told wow. me like the way you responded that's cool it was like good luck getting in you know like he oh. didn't believe i was gonna get in and i like kind of responded i was like oh well like you know like I'm, I'm, i have pretty good grades and like basically they wrote in my acceptance letter was like we're blown away with your portfolio like i basically on my portfolio every school i put my youtube channel on there and like everything i've written they all you know guys if you want to go to graduate school and you have a youtube channel just put it out there they i don't know why but grad schools love people with youtube channels they're like sucked off that you do your own thing yeah you're also a latino sephardic jew a YouTuber, yeah. a part-time reporter, a broadcast news journalism student. Who was expelled and parents uh, escaped from a guerrilla war. foreign parents. Yeah. So I'm like the greatest affirmative action diversity guided hire like of the, all time. The prodigy child. Like I'm, for the Southern people, <laughs> they look at me and they're like, they ain't going to go there. They're like, this ain't a jihad on the screen, but he ain't no Mexican. He's just some weird ass Italian looking you know, European fuck. You know, that's what I think. You see my name, Ciro, so you, you ain't going like, damn, he from Mexico. He just ran over the border. But they're not also going like, he ain't strapping <laughs> bombs against his chest. And I know he ain't yelling a lot, a lot, a lock bar or a solemn salakum and blowing up some square. <laughs> but I'm being serious. When I shave, I look like the Boston bomber. Okay. I don't know what the fucking Boston bomber looks like. You've never seen what the boss when I shave, I, I don't shave anymore because all my friends back home would call me the Boston bomber. And like whenever I tell people I, I look like the Boston You've never seen it. Big East Coast joke. I mean it's not as funny anymore because like it's not relevant, but oh wow. Yeah. Yeah, <laughs> Jesus. Yeah, it's fucked, bro. I look like the Boston you have an alibi for that day. Yeah, dude, oh, so many people make Please. jokes. They're like, I'll be with my friends. They'll be like, they got the wrong guy. They got the wrong guy. Oh, wow. Yeah, it's, it's scary how much we look alike. Um, okay, let's get into Purtle today. Oh, is this Ben Simmons? That's Ben Simmons, right? No. That was Ben fucking Simmons. I've never seen Ben Simmons be Ben Simmons before like that. Okay. All right. I think we did a good today's show. Yesterday, it took me to that last guest to get it. Did you? Who was, was it? 
I was freaking out. Well, you want to guess? It was a Houston Rocket guard, 6'6", over the age of 33. And I'm thinking to myself, I'm a who the fuck is this? Was he recently and there's seven traded? People, there were seven was people. Was he recently traded? Watching. Was he recently traded? Well, yeah, so it, it was Danny Green, but I'm like, Danny Green's a Cleveland Cavalier. He's not a Houston Rocket. They so hadn't updated it? No, it took me all eight tries to figure that it? out. I think it was the seventh one. Yeah, I was like, this isn't Danny Green, but I'm going to go Danny Green here because he's a rocket. And I would have been outraged. I would have been outraged. If you, if you had gotten that wrong, I would have said that would have been nulled and voided because that shouldn't have counted. I was saying on the street because there were seven people in here and no one was commenting. And I was sitting here suffering for 10 minutes on Pirtle. And it was a, and I knew it was a rocket. And I'm like, if this is – or I didn't know it was a rocket, but it was in the Southwest. And I had done like every team. I was like, if this is actually Houston Rocket, I'll make three videos – of rocket content every day for the rest of my life. That's like 40,000 videos or something like that. And thankfully, oh. Danny Green's not a rocket, so it's so <laughs> it worked out. So, yeah. That's fucked. Yeah. That's so fucked, dude. I would we would have been fucked if I was there. All right. <laughs> Guys, that was today's show. I am sorry, I do want to say apologizing. Uh Friday and Monday. Monday I was just hungover from the Super Bowl. So that just got me fucked. I was just hungover. I went out. But Friday, I don't even, I stayed up late. It just, I've been good with times and I screwed this man over. We have over the past week, two episodes that he had to do solo. This man is the real MVP. And they killed this it. Man, and they killed it. He I'm, carried I'm, I've the turned franchise. The on those solo screams. Yeah. Seems so like I, the good old days. And for anything, this guy is the true, <laughs> the true man. He's the one who's putting in all the work. Gives all the love. A great person over here, Jackson. All right. And I oh. forgot about how long. I forgot power rankings take 45 minutes if you, if you go fast. Dude, if you go fast. We have we have learned that when we do our lists, we just got to blaze through them as quick as possible. Because even when we think we're going quick, we're not going quick. Yeah. yeah. So that's what we've learned. But think about also, it. If you do two minutes for all 30 teams, that's an hour. That's an hour. Yeah. yeah. You have to do like 30 seconds for every team. Yeah. And then it's like maybe worth it. But before we go, check out these office spaces. I was looking. They're not bad priced. We do like, like the ones here are like only 350 a month. Whoa. <laughs> and these, these are 550 if you want to go and like furnished offices. Damn. Yeah. Not bad, right? Yeah, not bad at all like end up in a place like this like we don't you know to start out we don't need much room you know obviously no. just a couple doors like one for the studio and then two like private recording areas yeah because all we got to do is buy like the foam and shit because we'll put like in all the rooms we'll cover the walls with like foam to soundproof them i've always wanted soundproof room and then we'll like obviously hang shit over the foam so it doesn't look like we're just sitting in a foam room yeah 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 we'll get some and then and for a table all we got to do is buy those like white foldable beer pong tables and then just put like a a sheet over it or like buy like uh make like banners and like just stick a banner to the front of it you know and just make it look official yeah but it's all possible we got six months what's the old uh, ball and chain thing about it um, she's down she's just waiting here she, she already got into Charleston she's waiting here back from Nova Miami and Stetson Oh, uh, Southeastern Nova. Oh, it's a school in uh, Fort Lauderdale, private school. Oh, gotcha. Yeah. 
All right, boys. We'll talk to you tomorrow. Any last words, Jackson, for the group, the ladies and gentlemen watching? Hello, boys. Just wave everyone on a buyout. Cut everybody. Just move. Relocate. Just kill the team. See ya.